father like a king. Listen to the inner voice. A higher wisdom is at work for you. Conquering the stumbling blocks come easier when the conqueror is in tune with the infinite. Every ending is a new beginning. Life is an endless unfoldment. Change your mind and you change your relation to time. I knew from a very early age that what I saw on television had nothing to do with real life. So I wanted to make a record of real life. And that psychological need included having my camera with me all times and recording every aspect of my life and the life of my friends. So the camera functioned partially as my memory. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> Welcome to So You Want to Be an Artist, the only podcast that's for the artist and is by the artist and is each and every goddamn week. Welcome back. Uh, if you're new and you've never heard before, Maybe go and check some of the old episodes and get some context about the podcast, about the movement, about me, myself and all of the guests and the kind of people that I support and and have come through and chat to me. Um, it's It's actually been a minute since I've sat down in front of the microphone and just spoke to myself for for the podcast um I haven't done it for a while and to be honest this one isn't really gonna go too deep into anything it's more just to say hey (laughs) thank you for listening even though I haven't been as present at the front of every episode and talking my shit basically um the guests that we've had have been sick the the Koji episode Phil episode the Aisha episode uh reactions been mental Obviously all that good stuff. Obviously thank you to everyone who's still locking in and is still interested and is still out there asking the right questions and still out there asking for a little bit more um, and trying to understand this crazy shit that we call life, that we call art a little bit better. Um, The song in the introduction kind of says everything that I would want to say in a much better way than I could ever say it. Um, so big up George Clinton, big up Funkadelic and the Parliament. Um, the link for that song is is in the description, is in the yeah in the description of this. But honestly, when the sun goes down, when it gets a little bit darker, when you start to you know have that uh, moon induced existential crisis, I want you just to put your headphones in or turn your speakers up and listen to this song from top to bottom. It's a twelve minute song. Um, it's just it's a perfect song like it's a perfect song i don't really understand understand how it's made because it's everything you feel everything you think is encapsulated in this song and if it it's just right um and it tells you everything that you need to hear you need to hear it right now um my favorite line from it free your mind and your ass will follow <laughs> it's true though it's true um yeah so just go and listen to that i'm not going to go too deep into it because uh because i'm frassed at the moment um putting a lot of time and a lot of energy into stuff and that's kind of consuming all of my um what people would say is wisdom (laughs) so i'm a little bit 
dehydrated when it comes to that. I'm sweating it all out at the moment and pouring it all into something else. So you have to bear with me and just have, and and hope that I hope that that song is enough um, for you. And that interview also as well that I added at the start. It's interesting um, the fact that that woman Nan Golden thought that what she was seeing on TV wasn't real life and, and um, so she decided to go out and capture what re- was really real. I think that takes a lot of security, you know, to be like, look at yourself and be like, you know, my life is actually a lot nanger and a lot more authentic than what we're seeing on the television. So I'm going to run around with my camera and capture that. I think that's a fucking brilliant thing to to take on board even especially in this generation now where kim kardashian can rock a hairstyle and then i can go out onto the strip and see 700 girls with that exact same hairstyle um i think that is cool to hear about someone who looked at the tv and thought what the fuck is this and went out and captured their own reality and I think that's something that everybody should definitely look to do with their own. Like, your wave is just as valid as everybody else's. One thing I want to actually improve is audience interaction. Um, I want to start having more of a conversation with the audience instead of it just definitely feels like me talking into the void sometimes. Um, and I definitely want to increase engagement. But I can't do that if I don't know what you guys are thinking um what you want to hear what 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 things you want to add so this is an opportunity to add some constructive criticism and see the change that you want to happen in this podcast to make it you know better i'm i'm not perfect i don't have all the answers um collaboratively though i think that we can make one of the coolest fucking podcasts and one of the coolest movements going but first of all i need feedback i need interaction i need people to tell me what they love what they don't love what they want to see more of, what kind of questions they want answered. Uh, So use the hashtag S-Y-W-B-A-A, obviously short for So You Want to Be an Artist. Use that hashtag to get involved. At me, at Kane Chatty, K-A-N-E-C-H-A-T-T-E-Y. And just holler, tell me what you think I should do. Come on, I'm not scared of criticism, I'm not scared of input. So... Throw some shit at me, throw some ingredients at me and let's make this this recipe a little bit better. Uh, tell me what you need. Anyway, um, before I chat too much, I don't really know what to say. I feel like I'm forcing it. So I'm just going to play a song from this week's guest. And you're going to hear the levels. 2009, she won the Mercury Award. Do you know how mad that is? The Mercury Award, the most prestigious prize that you can get as an underground or as a rising artist in the UK, maybe even worldwide. 2009 won that. Incredible. So here's the song from her. Then we're about to get into a conversation. And I've recorded this after we've had the conversation. Um, The conversation is less about art and more about the artist. Uh, one cool thing that we say, I ask her is, do real, does real art exist? And she says, more important than real art is real artists. So this episode is kind of an exploration of the artist behind the art, less about process and more about perspective. Um, and it gets pretty intense. It does. It gets pretty intense. Um, a lot of race talk, a lot of love talk um some daddy issue conversations in there as well if you get to the end it gets a little bit uh deep and and 
insightful and emotional and, and pretty vulnerable actually um so lock in here's the tune the work speech the bell boop, boop, boop.
my guest this week, the magnificent Speech to Bell. Hey. How you doing? I'm very well. I'm blessed. How was your journey? It was all right. It was actually a decent journey. There wasn't many, uh, there wasn't a lot of traffic. I got to actually drive. Oh, you drove? I did drive. Um, Brave. And I'm listening to a, uh, I'm listening to an audio book at the moment. Um, let me get the, let me get it for you so I can actually tell you what it is. Yeah. It's really, um, it's really interesting. It's a, it's basically, it's, uh, uh, you're not that smart. I think is it's Is that called. the title of the book or are you casting me? That's the title of the book. Right. But, but when you read or listen to the book, you'll feel like you're being cast. Okay. <laughs> Cause it's, um, it's basically about how we are just, uh, we're actually just victims of the images we see and the images that we create for ourselves. Like, it's not really much to do with sort of, uh, you know, there's no, the, it, I mean, it talks about things like coincidences, just being coincidences and, and not being any kind of, uh, some sort of, you know, outer worldly alignment mm. or higher purpose alignment, which is interesting for me because it's the kind of complete opposite of what I believe. Okay, I was going to ask you a spiritual person. Yeah. So how... We'll come back to this because obviously the first question I ask, and I'm not going to break tradition, even though we're on quite a nice tangent already. Yes. Um, the first question that I ask everyone that comes through, mm-hmm. what is art? What is art? Um, art is, for me, art is, uh, um, I think for me it's a way I kind of tap in to uh I like to call it source. It's the kind of one thing I I can't um, perhaps comprehend or understand. So, uh, and it's a and it's a and it, it's 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 a channel or conduit for that. And it's that source is a place of uh, you know where things are able to happen. Like you're able to bend time. You know what I mean? You can just you know an hour's disappeared, or um, you're able to sometimes. I'm able to like, I feel like tap to to speak to myself and, and send myself a message for later on. Mm-hmm. Like I can write some lyrics and I don't really, I'm not really considering it that much. And then a year later, I'm like, oh, that's exactly where I'm at right now. That's how I feel now. I didn't even understand that then. Um, so that's what it is for me. But uh, I think ultimately art is just really, really important to some people and, and not, much important to other people why is it not important to some people it seems like i don't know maybe it's really self-centered but it feels like it should be important to everybody um i think it should be important to everybody but uh i mean i think happiness should really be the most important thing to everybody and if i feel like if other people have happiness um and that is not related to art then I don't think it, the arts doesn't need to be such a big deal. To, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I, I think yeah, things yeah. balance out, um, and um, <laughs> I think being an artist as well, like we can. There is a sense of like you know there is a sense of like this is the most important thing because it's truly it's the most important thing to me, um, but but then it's what we are describing as art. You know, it, it is is to Serena Williams, tennis is the most important thing, perhaps. Um, and is that art? I would say so. I would mm-hmm. say she turns it into an art form. Hey, so it's kind of perhaps it is without even people knowing then or without people being described as such. But 
Um, yeah. It's a really difficult question. It is a really difficult question. That's why I ask every single person that comes on because it changes every single time. And even yeah. my own definition of it changes. Really? There's times where I can't even put it into words. It's just mm. something that I feel and it's, right. I can't even articulate. But um, it's interesting that you say happiness is the most important thing because this is something I've been battling with mm. all week. Mm. I kind of get the feeling that happiness is a, a product that is sold to us. Oh, that's interesting. Right. I kind of I'm, feel I'm like, like <laughs> we have the ability to sell anything as humans, as as humans with a consciousness and whatever, blah, 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 all that shit. We have the ability to sell anything as anything. So it doesn't matter. Like we, we can, I, I don't know, I can't give you examples. But what if happiness is just this thing that a bunch of people around a table for, let's invent this thing that we should all aspire to. And then we should tell them all that the way to achieve that is by owning all of this stuff that we currently make. So let's take, for example, the American dream is to have a house, a family with a white picket fence and all that shit. What if a bunch of real estate agents mm. got, or a bunch of carpenters or carpenters or whatever got around the table and mm. said, how do we sell more houses? Mm. How do we make one person have a house each instead of all living together? Right. And then they go, well, let's... Let's say that having a house is the most important thing in the world, that it's the most highest achievement you can ever have. Happiness. Let's say that happiness is a house, like a product, if you know what I'm saying. Right. So now I'm thinking like, well, maybe it doesn't actually exist. Maybe it's against human nature to be like that stationary in one emotion, to be like, you know what? I'm at happiness and this is it. This is where I end. This is where I finish. Okay. I'm happy now. Okay. And yeah, that's just got me thinking that, fuck it, everything else in the world is a product now. Right. So who's to say that happiness hasn't always been a byproduct of or the most clever marketing ever to exist? Yeah. I mean, we're kind of talking a bit about like words and their meaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and so I agree that, that, uh, that, uh, words are manipulated and, and, and sold back to us and, and you know, create the whole thing. But when I'm speaking about happiness, I'm, I'm, um, I think there's a difference between what you decide makes you happy and other people's version of happiness or success. Like when you were talking about if it's the, um, the house picket fence. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if that's not what makes you happy, then it, doesn't, it won't make a difference. Um, you know, if I'm with my goddaughter and... Um, we're playing some just mad game that she's made up in her head and I'm just going with it. I'm really, really happy. And it's not really something I have to decide on if somebody is selling that to me or not. Do you know what I'm saying? I think the truth is 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 um, a lot easier to, 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 to grasp when we're kind of more focused inward and, and in terms of how things make us feel. Um, uh, you know, I, you know the, the outside idea of success and what is sold to us is 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 dangerous um and i think it's the reason a lot of people are unhappy because it's going for something that isn't really giving them anything or then on the flip side you know um if you're a person that is thinking um you know and thinking in a way of like not you know if you are doing your theory test the purpose is to be able to relay correct answers back to the right questions you don't have to understand yeah. the answers it's the same with school and yeah. memorization you understand yeah. just tell us what we said and in an acceptable way yeah 
Uh, but if you are somebody who is thinking, which you know, you're, you're, it's actually happening. That there, there are <laughs> there are explosions going on in your mind. Um, then you're going to look at the world we live in and see that it's inverted. And it's kind of this is a bit insane. Bit. You understand? <laughs> I was bit right, and so that can cause unhappiness a lot of the time. Some of the most uh, intelligent people I know struggle with finding a, a, a space to be happy because they're so aware of how upside down things are. And it's like, well, how do you find balance in a place that's upside down? How do you find balance in a place that's upside down? Um, I think I've found a little bit of balance over the years. I think I found a little bit, and but I've gone through extremes to find that. Um, I've gone through extreme lows to find that. Uh, I wouldn't say I've gone through extreme highs other than literal drugs, but I've definitely gone through extreme lows and, and you know, uh, I spent some years in depression and then a couple of years ago I had a kind of a bit of a, a awakening, a shedding of skin, and I was able to let go of a few... I was able to let go of a few layers, uh, and 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 so that kind of realigned me a little bit, um, and I was able to. The best way, the best thing that happened with that was I was able to get out of my own way and just sit down for a little bit, just like shh, you know what I mean, like because you don't have to respond to everything that's coming at you. Do you think that's something that you learn with time? Because I think that it's, as well as you can relay that information to someone, to say that to me who might be at the same situation or the same age or whatever, same position as you were in those times that you talk about, it's kind of just like, and bounces straight back absolutely, off. Because what is, but absolutely, because it's what's my... I know you're right. Yeah, but what's my... What my if I'm going to listen to somebody, what is meant for me is meant for me. That's what I do believe. So, you know, like... With friendship, for example, right? You, 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 <laughs> you have been that friend, but you might have a friend that is like in that kind of dating cycle where they're 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 going back and forth with somebody who it's it's toxic. Yeah, the shit ain't working, and they're going back and forth, back and forth. Um, and you could tell them, I don't think this is a good idea, but that's fruitless. Um, and so the best thing to do is just like, if you like it, I love it. And as long as you're going to go through this process, then go through this process. I'm not going to try to get in your way. I'm not going to try to stop you or even give you advice. I've become a better friend since since that. And my friends around have become, uh, I feel that when, when we have gotten out of each other's way or not tried to guide, uh, you should do this, you should do that. Like, do what the fuck you want. Like, whatever happens, I'll have a bottle. <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> between us there'd be a bowl we live like that instead of being like some kind of preventer you become this, the support network yeah because you can't prevent anything like you know I, I, it doesn't matter what it doesn't matter like you're saying it doesn't really matter what I say my experiences and what how it got me to here but that's my truth hmm. maybe it will be something similar to you because it's really we're humans we're not that different really at all yeah that's true I had something in the front of my head then. Um, oh, when we were talking about, I was talking, I tweeted something the other day and then uh, my friend called me up and basically we just had like a two hour conversation about happiness because he was like down in the dumps or whatever. Yeah. And um, 
I kind of had a realisation. I was like, what were you going to say? I'm not happy all the time. But this is what I was going to say. Okay. Um, I'm happy to be unhappy sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy to be sad. Right. I'm happy to be angry. I'm happy to be excited. I'm happy to be scared. Right. I'm happy to be all of these emotions because I've been through periods in my life where I didn't feel anything at all. Absolutely. So to actually feel is a blessing anyway. Absolutely. So I'm just happy to do feel something. Right. So happiness is a thing then. Yeah, I guess so. It's like a it's like a it's it's like a tool. Yeah. It's like what you get out of other stuff. Yeah. I, it's, I don't know, it's just it's such a difficult one. It is such a difficult one. I think I um I think I'm this I'm I'm definitely the same as you in terms of I like to feel all of the feelings. Um, I'm a writer, so I'd very much like to ex express my vulnerability. Yeah. Um, I, I even found that I had been probably moving towards experiences that would give me uh, something to write about. That's interesting. Gravitating to potentially negative... Because that's where the good stuff is when because you're a writer, right? Because that's where the material is. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, Do you think that that's healthy? healthy what do you mean healthy in what way healthy in your arm muscles what, what healthy you in your mind to just keep returning to things that might potentially be toxic even though as a sacrifice for no i don't think it's i don't think it's healthy for the mind i think it's kind of it's just being stuck on loop really because no one type of experience should be enough to keep there's this like you've written there's enough songs in it you've got five now <laughs> you know <laughs> Like maybe moving a different, and if that's the case of like this is for the writing, then that would mean that the the different places you go to will give you be even better writing. Yeah. So it's not it's 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 a bit of a it's 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 an illusion that you know I'm gonna go there because I think I'm gonna get better writing. When really the truth is I'm going to it because I'm stuck in a in a in a in a in a in a, uh, a relationship of toxicity and I don't really understand or have the tools to get out of it but it's nice to make up things. I think, that's a, I think that's interesting. I wonder how many people just do that anyway, just to feel something. Yeah. Rather than just to... Because I, again, um, extracting from my Twitter, I tweeted something about love mm. a few days previous. Mm. And um, when you tweet your views on love, the, the token response you get from... Kind of, I don't know, maybe like pseudo-intellectuals or whatever. Just like people who just want to chime in. Oh, self-love is the way forward and stuff. Right. Yeah, obviously. Like, okay. <laughs> to me, that's like a, a, a base level thing. All right, I have that self-love. I love, Even though I hate myself sometimes, I ultimately do love myself, whatever. Okay. But then... Um, Those are kind of conflicting things. But it's the same as I'm happy to be unhappy. Okay. Like, even if... You don't if you love some if you love someone sometimes you might really not like them right but you still ultimately love them like the love that I have for myself anyway is unconditional even at the times when I really don't like myself right and I'm like you have to be better you have to do you something. see that thing unconditional love I think it's a phrase that like I've 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 been querying that phrase unconditional love I heard uh, there's a little clip I saw 
that was just going around on the socials of Maya Angelou. And she was talking, it was called Love Liberates. And she was talking about her experience with uh, her mother that was passing. She was just, you know, she was talking about how basically her mother had done so much for her in, in her life. And she was very close to her death and holding on. And she, Maya had to liberate her mother by letting her mother know that she can go. She'll be all right. I'll be all right. And it just flipped my mind because it's like, imagine that you love someone or, or something so much that you let it go. That's what unconditional love is. Do you get what I'm saying? Like you can do it. You freedom. And it's like, I've spent, you know, when we think about the, the, the relationships that we have with people, the relationships that I have had, and, and like now when I look back at them and I'm like, I, I liked you. <laughs> I definitely liked you, but I can't see how I could have possibly loved you and how even possibly you would have loved me. You know what I mean? Like we get into relationships with people and, you know, like even a, 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 a one person would get upset with their partner for their partner looking at somebody else. Or, yeah. or Like this is this is crazy when you think about it. Like you're going to be with somebody who you don't think should be able to recognise beauty. Do you know what I'm saying? Just because yeah. they're not, because they're noticing it in someone else other than you. Like, but the, that's like, that's a huge insecurity. That's, but yeah, but then we could say we're in love. So what kind of love is it then? It's a love that like, it's not you love, love that. You love to own. Hello. You love to have property. Hello. You love to, that's like some weird capital well, this is it. Love. This is how we're using people like Keppel. And, and we say, and then we talk, and then we use phrases like not even just unconditional love, but even using the phrase I love. I've always had a problem with that word though, because. Me too. Ever since I heard people say, I, I love my car, or I love my new house, or I love my handbag, right. I always thought, how can you then turn around and go, I love my partner, or I love my mum, or I okay, love my so sister? Loved, basically, the word don't be shit. The way okay, we're yeah, because it, yeah. it doesn't have. Like, a word means something. It shouldn't be... Yeah, but we're speaking the English language. Yeah, true. True. There's not much we could do with this. True. We're not giving a lot of good chips to start with. Well, we could just... Yeah, I don't know. It's just what we could say. Like, oh, I l really like this hat, but we don't. We instantly jump to love. Yeah. And it's like, well, love can yeah. either mean one or it can mean a hundred. And it's like, I don't... You never really know. No, you don't. But then I do, I do believe that I'm, I'm one of the self-love type of people. I do believe. Yeah, completely. Yeah. I am as well. But I don't know. I just think it's weird to just go around and be like, I want, as, as much as I love myself, mm. I believe life to be insignificant right. and meaningless. There is no real meaning. Like when you think of the vastness of the universe and the right. cosmos and all of that stuff, right. it's quite possibly insignificant and all for nothing, really right. and truly. So to find significance or meaning in another person. Right. I think that's incredible. That's not yourself. To actually love someone more than you love yourself, like, I think that's amazing. Who I loves somebody more than loves himself? What kind? Who, what, what are you talking about? Like, what kind of? What, give me an example of that. I don't. I, I don't know. Okay. I'm not talking. I, I could be talking like a romantic love. I could be talking friendship, like unconditional. Um, I don't really know. I don't know if I have that kind of love for anyone or anything. Right. Um, but yeah, but just the idea of finding some kind of significance in this abyss mm. in somebody else, I think that's beautiful. I think that mm. actually is amazing. Mm. Um, 
But yeah, then people are like, oh, it's not about finding it in other people. It's about finding it in yourself. And I'm like, oh, well, you know. Yeah, I don't know. A bit of, it's a bit of both. I think it's 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 definitely in other people is how we get to get images and, and understanding of ourselves. Yeah, I just think that, like, just to love yourself is boring. <laughs> like, how dull is that? Like, that's so boring. How am I supposed to find stuff out if I just stay, like, if I just give myself to myself? Yeah, but I don't understand. What is this self-love? It sounds very contained in the way that you're describing it. That I, it, because it, why, like, it's like a, it's like a house with only one room. I don't really, I don't really know what to say. You understand what I'm saying, though? Like it's it's the way you have just described it. Like if you just love yourself, there's no like it's just you'll be bored in this. And it's like, can there be not many? Like, is there not levels to it? I don't know. Is there? I don't see it as like. I just see it as what like. Okay, cool. I am ha- like happy with who I am, or the way I see the world, or um, my version of truth that I operate from. That's how I which see is ever changing and ever expanding. Yeah. So as long as you're changing, you're expanding, then there's, there's, bam, there's another door. Bam, there's another door. I don't know. How does that happen without, first of all, like giving yourself away to something else? Like loving writing more than you love yourself or something like that. Like, or loving making music or loving another person. Like, how do you create those spaces to grow mm. without first giving a piece away? Mm. Like, if you're juggling three balls, or, well, actually, if you're carrying, like, things in two hands right how are you ever supposed to carry something else like you have to surely give one thing away right to create space for another I, thing I, so you give love away i guess so yeah that's nice is it it sounds nice it sounds nice yeah it so feels that, nice so that's that's how i feel about the self-love thing cool i have this feeling for myself now right. let me just go and give it to somebody else i think that's exactly what happens I don't know, I you make me feel like I'm, you, the way you question yeah. or the way you like um, talk back, it's like, it's so inquisitive that I feel like, wait, am I, am I wrong I'm, now? Uh, no, I'm am asking I you, I want to know because I have my beliefs, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm interested to know yours. Or as we, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm going to, I might hear something that I can, I can expound upon that might change my way of looking at things, but that, that's how I feel. And that's what I feel about self-love. I think it's a, it's a, a, through the process of that, then you're able to give that to other people. Mm. Like I can't give you what I ain't got. It's true. It's like going gym where you pump your, you have your muscles that you have now. Yes. You pump your muscles, they stretch and tear yeah. and make holes for more muscles to grow and then you get bigger. That's surely what self-love is. Right. But you first have to go to the gym and give your all and give, like, really give it, really push hard, which can feel like the same as loving someone sometimes. You're just trying to push that weight off your chest and just get it up in the air so you can feel good and grow or whatever. That's kind of what it feels like sometimes for for that muscle to grow. I guess that's kind of similar. Or am I just twisting myself around in circles? Does it make sense? It does make sense. Well, that's, I'm glad. I don't know if it makes much, it makes a little bit of sense to me. T- tomorrow I'll wake up and I'll be like, I hate love. Or, Fuck love. I'd never want to be in love. I don't know. I don't know. Are you in love right now? I don't think so. No, I'm not. I don't know. I'm proper dramatic when it comes to loving it. I go out with a girl once. I'm like, I love her. Yes. She's amazing. What star sign are you? I'm a Leo. Okay. Is that, is that, um. Leo's like big gestures. Generally. Yeah, I don't know. 
I just kind of, I don't really know. A girl will probably listen to this that I could have had that with. I like that, though. I like that. I think, like, you know, we should take leaps into things. Definitely. Like, um, I think a girl actually said it to me the other day. She was like, you're way too forward. I was like, come yeah. on, I don't so give a fuck do, about... backwards or kind of thing this, yeah. I was like, I'm not beating around no bush, I'm not going to tiptoe around no subjects. Look, right. this is the deal. Right. Do you feel the same? No, all right, yes. cool, keep it moving. If you, you do... You interest me, I like your general form. Yeah, but apparently aura. that's too forward. But yeah, I'll go I'll go on a date or go out like a couple of times with someone and then I'll be like, yep, lover. And then she'll disappear Fly yeah. home or something. Do you know what's interesting to say that? Because I was having a, f- a conversation with my friend not long ago, um, and she's not the only friend to say this to me, actually. this I've heard it a few times. I uh, fall for the idea of someone. Yeah, and then the opportunity arises, and you're like... Mm-mm. You're not the person in my mind. You're not the person I made up. But isn't that love? Isn't love, let's get together, or isn't that relationships? Let's get together... And stay together until we discover something that we don't <laughs> like about each yeah. other. <laughs> and see if it's enough of it. Yeah, yeah, Well, yeah, let's yeah, just yeah, see. Yeah. That's all it is. Because Absolutely. eventually you're going to break up. And so it's basically, let's just keep going for as long as we can. Absolutely. Until we find something that we don't like. And, and let's break it off. I mean, as long as we can realise that we're not enjoying each other's company anymore. Yeah. And realise that point. That's the healthiest thing in the world, really. Like, I'm really excited by you. Yet Let's share some time. Okay, I'm not particularly excited by you anymore. I think this energy would be better used somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you got broken up with like that. You'd be like, you'd be fuming. You'd be like, are you actually being, you saying that in I'm my be, face listen, right now? I'll be honest with you. Breaking up like that is way better than breaking up over a six month period. Yeah, right? true. Where you hate you understand? Hello? You go sleep. You don't even talk to Hello? each other. You don't even touch each other when you're oh. in bed. Like your feet touch and then you apologise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they're just cold. Like they're just cut. Yeah, your feet are cold, man. Chick. You know, it's, it's, I'll, I'll take the, I'll take the, uh, uh, um, the clarity. The quick tear. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I've never heard anybody say that. I've never said it to anybody. I've never said it. And it's, 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 you know, I would, I believe that in a situation like that, I would probably not be able to ha- have those same boundaries I'm having right now when I'm free and single. Um, I would, you know, there's other factors involved and boundaries myself is something that I've struggled with in my life. It's something that I really had to put, you know, effort into, like, this is a boundary for me and I want you to understand that. And I, without me feeling like I'm doing something wrong, that's something I really, I had to work on that. That didn't come naturally, especially being British as well, where we're supposed to be polite all the time. Where does that come from? The British politeness? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Right now I'm Because little... by, historically, British people are savages. Yeah, absolutely. So where that's does a, this yeah, that's a good where point. does this respect for everyone that's, and politeness that's come that from? That's that bullshit narrative. That's what that is, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a, it's See, such there's a lie. one right there. We can go and fucking colonize a loads and loads of absolutely. countries, but for some reason we actually care about everybody's feelings and we're all polite. Yeah, but then at the same time, it's not necessarily. It's it's more of like a, a let's pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, it's kind of that. Maybe yeah. politeness wasn't the right way of describing it or we were using the right word. It's Shame. more of a... Huh? Shame. 
you shame and arrogance too. Arrogance. You know, That's wrong and strong. It's, wrong and strong. Is yeah. that what arrogance is? In the way, I, when I, in my mind, there was a, I, I'm going to be honest with you, there was a, a white man when we were just talking about British and da, 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 there was a, in my, there was an image of a white man and I was describing him being, in, he was an example of Englishness, colonised and da, 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 da. So yeah, yeah. to be in my mind's eye, uh, he was very wrong and strong. That's the character I just had. It's an interesting premise. Wonder where that does come from. I think it was just like an urban legend that then just got integrated into like people's habits. Probably, it must have been. Probably, it must have been. I mean, there is a level of of, of politeness about about, uh, and it's uh, I don't know. It's like you know, in Jamaican culture, you um, you always say good evening to everybody when you walk into a room or good morning or whatever and um it's actually a super polite place it doesn't have all of the unnecessary um it's a straightforward place so past that you know what i mean it's not a big whole story <laughs> about it and trying to sneak your way into it having it but you know pass it um so i think maybe there is something about that kind of british politeness that's really just the kind of we're just it's just a cover up for us being cunts really <laughs> you know I mean? to put to put it politely yeah <laughs> do you think that that is the same uh like mentality that from which you like approached your music was kind of like all right cool so Being here's a this cunt here's this british stereotype of politeness right. and let's not talk about itness right do you think that when you started making music you was like I am going to be the complete opposite of that and I'm going to have freedom of speech and I'm going to say my shit and I'm going to tell my story. and I'm No, nah, gonna... no, nah, that's because I'm a black woman. That's what that is. <laughs> that's what that is. That's always because that's my life really here in the Western world, isn't it? Yeah. It's my life. You ain't, you ain't, uh, you're not, you're not this, you're different. So, um, and truth be told, I'm, I'm a melanated person. I, I am different. So that's just natural. That's, that's that natural seasoning. <laughs> Do you know what I was, um, I was just, that made me think about, um, you know, I'm interested, right? I'm interested. I find race, I find race, racism and the conversation around it interesting, especially in, um, especially whenever I'm talking to a white guy, especially one that I know. Which is, I am, if you've never seen me before. Oh, right. Okay. I don't yeah, know if anyone's yeah, ever yeah, seen me before. I, I never considered that, but I find it interesting because I can tell that you are somebody that is, um, uh, you know it's it's you're open yeah you know what i mean i can tell that that you that you're not you know you're not you're not so close-minded to to have certain type of judgments about other people and you know whatever but so i find it interesting because like we live in a racist society but then but but you know what i'm saying it's like uh it's it's very it's very interesting how we navigate that because it's like it's like knowing something to be true, but then if we don't speak about it... Does it ever really happen? Or is it really true? It's like tree falling in the woods yeah, and all that shit. You know? Um, uh, and I find that interesting because it come, it pops, you know, race pops up every once in a while. Like, Well, every... Quite often, actually. Excuse me, that you're right. Interpersonally, it's, 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 a, it's probably constant, but in terms of, like, um, the masses... Mm. Um, there's something that that uh, like the Brits so white or 
um, well, there was another thing. The Powerlist. Oh, yeah, the, the uh, Music Week. Music Week. Um, yeah, uh, you know, there's things that pop up and you kind of get reminded um, a little bit. I just think it's interesting. How? What do you think about something like Brits So White? I just think that, well, first of all, you have to understand what the Brits actually is. Um, I spoke about this with Aisha. Mm. And the Brits is just a, a, a PR stunt. Right. For the record labels. Right. Again, it's like probably like my happiness theory. But labels, let's all get around the table and Absolutely. think about how we can boost sales a year Absolutely. after they've passed. I've got an idea. Why don't we give them a trophy to say this is the best album that's ever come out? Mm. And then more people go by it because they feel like they've missed out. They've right. seen this big, massive show that we spent millions of pounds on, so it must be good. Let me go buy the album. Right. Resurge of sales. So when you break it down like that, mm. and then you just look at what type of artists are on labels, mm. majority white, bland, poppy, like whatever, Right. and you kind of understand it a little bit more. But then... What, what are you understanding? understanding that the artists that are nominated are white because the majority on the labels are white. Right, okay. Um, but then you actually look at it and you think, well, okay, if the Brits is representing Britain, like it says it does, right. then you have to look at why the fuck are you not nominating all of these British artists who are doing incredibly well Right. that are black? Leanne Le Havas is like my key example for right. that. Oh, I love her. How can you get nominated by the Grammys? Yeah. And then not nominated by the Brits. So you can get nominated for the Grammys, like the biggest award that you can get. Right. But you don't get nominated by the Brits. That was just kind of what pushed it over the line to me. It's like, okay, Stormzy didn't put out an album. Skepta didn't put out an album. Right, right. Um, a couple of other artists didn't put out albums or good albums. Right, but you can't. But, but you, you can't yeah. not nominate mm. Leanne Havis. So there mm. has to be an ulterior motive or some kind of agenda behind I mean, that. Leanne Havis is in one, on one of those labels. Yeah, of course she is. Right. She's on one of them big labels. She's right. smashed it. She's done incredible. So then, yeah, then you're just like, what the fuck? And you just kind of look at it and you're like, why? I don't understand. But then at the same time, I look at artists like Quabs and I think he's I love Quabs he's not allowed to, to be a, a black artist in my mind he's not what say he's not allowed to be a black artist by his label right if you look at the singles that they try to push him out on and you look at the yeah that's that's interesting you should say that I'm sorry to cut you but uh, do, I remember one time being in um, being in a label and it was like it was a bit of, like a major label and um, you were signed to or just you know we were just having you know Place, place, play, play some music. What you got? Let's yeah. have a conversation. You know, and um, I was playing. Uh, I played a couple of tracks. They were in like demo stages at that point. Um, and then A and R was like, yeah, you know, when it comes to black music, it's like, um, you know, Tinchy. It's Tinchy Strider is, is is that's what it is. That's you know, that's the way forward. And I found it really, really. I found it really interesting. I found it very offensive. Why are we talking about Tinchy Strider? Yeah, true. <laughs> we, like we've you've started the conversation off. <laughs> Wrong. You understand? <laughs> Why are we even talking about him? Me and Tinchy Strider don't make music that's anything alike. Yeah. Because I'm black, this you, you just popped into your mind. Like you're already telling me you have racist views on. You're, you're, you're racist. You're already telling me that, right? Without even realising, and it's the type of racism that you're probably not even really acknowledging. Like, I've, you know, I didn't really know, you know, that's kind of deep-rooted. Yeah. Um, 
and I, it, it, you know, it was, it was a, a, another layer to it as well was that it's unfortunate that myself as a black artist has to have a lane, which is what you're saying with Quabs. He's just not allowed to, he's not allowed to just be a human being. Yeah. I'm just like, you know, I want to make whatever type of music. Um, when there were, you know, there were white singers and rappers and they're doing music from all over the place and mixing all types of genres and that's okay because lanes are open. Yeah, but then you and then you think about Maverick Saber who makes Hello. obviously typically black music Hello. and sounds like an incredibly soulful black right. man. And then they'll won't let him shoot his music video in Ireland. They'll really? send him to New Orleans. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, have yeah, 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 little yeah, yeah. black girls in the video dancing yeah. around. Oh, and black sound. bass players on their porches yeah. playing bass and stuff. Oh, and it's man, like, hang like on a props. minute. So Quabs has to dance around. Yeah. Uh, an openly gay man has to dance around with a half-naked woman in bright colours. Yeah. In like tight blue jeans and like yeah. George Michael wear. Well, right? I mean, gay men like... Yeah, but... A woman's form too appreciates it. But yes, go ahead, that, go ahead. If you've seen the video, that's not what it was about. Okay. Um, and then, but on the other side, it's just like a weird... Um, do you know what, yeah? Identity crisis. Do you, do, do you know something I thought about the other day? We are, um, I think the reality that we don't really want to acknowledge is that when it comes to racism, nothing really much has changed. I think that's a bit harsh. Okay. I think that it's probably true. <laughs> Okay, but so I would, it's true, but it's hot. It doesn't feel good. It's like it's all the. It's just nah. I feel like a lot is changing. Maybe not has changed, but a lot is changing. I think. Okay, what's changing? Well, you have to think that the civil rights movement was only two generations ago. Mm, absolutely. I mean, in the, in the, London in the eighties, we were writing every minute. No blacks, no Irish, and Hello? no dogs. Like. Hello. It's crazy. So when you think about it like that and how... So we're allowed in places. What do you mean? That's the change. We're allowed oh, in no. places. Oh, no. Yeah, backing <laughs> into a corner. <laughs> I just feel like the general um, white consciousness or maybe responsibility oh. is changing a bit oh. more. A lot of white people do feel responsible for other white people. Like, oh, how can you be so ignorant? Right. Or how can you be so institutionally racist? Or how can you be so oppressive? Like, I feel like that's changing. Right. Um, I always feel like it's a generational thing. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I mean, the structure in terms of the, the the racism and the structures of racism, that's completely different to like you know. Uh, um, the woman in, in on the tram in Croydon calling black people niggas and telling them to go home. Yeah, yeah. It's two completely different things, isn't it? Yeah. And one of them affects our life and another one is just kind of, uh, you know, perhaps entertainment for three minutes on Facebook. Um, I think when it comes to those racist structures, that's what hasn't changed. And if that hasn't changed, then the filtering effect of that is not really going to change. And I think that the 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 thing that I I, be, I believe and I, and I may be just projecting my own version of reality onto this is what I this is what I think it is for me and what helped me was changing the narrative. Um, see, one of the things I noticed with um, one of the things I noticed with the Brit so white that really stood out to me is like, uh, oh God, what's his name? Naughty boy. Yeah. Was the only like you know, person of color 
a darker hue than, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's literally the only one that was nominated. And what's crazy to me is that Naughty Boy had to get the biggest star in the world. Was that Beyonce? Beyonce. And make a, a, a music video in the fucking ocean just to be nominated alongside his white peers. Right? You see what that is? When I was about, I don't know, maybe eight years old, I had that, I got I got the You Are Black talk from my mum and my auntie. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't even know what that is, to be honest That's, with you. It's, it's, it's a I thing. I can imagine that, how it goes. Yeah. Because um, at some point, parents feel like I have to let you know the reality of the mm. place that you are in. How old? I must have been about like eight or something. I have just Jesus. a bit, uh, what I remember is, I, I remember my, 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 my auntie started to cry and then my mum started to cry as well. And, and so I don't really necessarily remember the words so much as remembering the heaviness of what was just laid upon me. <laughs> you get that's me? That's crazy. Right? I, don't even, I don't even think that's something that white people consider, the fact that you have to have that conversation. I think I might have seen it in films and right. shit before. Right. Like, but yeah, to, actually, thing. to actually hear somebody say, it makes sense, obviously, to hear but I don't know no one's ever told me that before wow I'm it's glad just, I got the opportunity to tell you yeah it's just like oh shit and I've actually always thought about this right because I thought that one day I'm probably gonna have to have this conversation with a child of mine okay so I think that was again um something that changed my perspective is right. that I've actually yes yeah, it's just such a trippy that you said that because I thought about having that conversation mm with my future child if I have one right. because chances are it will be mixed race my right. baby will be mixed race so right. the personal because of the general form you like yeah yeah yes. because I like <laughs> black girls <laughs> right <laughs> that's not excluding white girls I, lo I love all women but hey. basically um so I thought how am I how am I ever going to have that conversation if first I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, yeah. if you know what I mean. So that, But then see, that's it right there, because you're already, this, the door's open now, isn't it? If yeah. you're already thinking about that, then you're already, it's, it's, it's already happening. And I think that's the thing with, like, that's that big, like, fucking, that's the big annoying thing in front of the door is that white privilege is stopping the door from opening. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But people don't even, people <laughs> just hear white privilege and feel so insulted. But it's not, it's not really an insult. I don't see it as an insult when you understand what it is. Like, yeah, it's not. I mean, if it's an insult, if you're insulted, you're insulted. It's a personal thing. But yeah, but I definitely feel if you say, "Oh, you know, white privilege to someone who is white," they'd be like, "What? I don't have white privilege." It's like they don't un even understand no, what it is because that's how we. That's like it's a, it's it's how we kind of take in information a lot of the time when like we're fighting against what we don't like. What do you? This is just. This is a whole new concept. Yeah. And it's natural for us to like, in our ego state, to just be like, well, I don't agree, innit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, of course. This is, this, is, this is all night long in the pub, essentially. <laughs> um, but I think, <laughs> I think the difference for me is that you and I can have a conversation if you might not understand what white privilege is, fair enough. It's a new concept. But, if you can be, have the humanity enough to understand that there is something about these people's experiences that means that they do not experience the world in the same way I do. Yeah. 
that's all you really got. That's all you got to grasp. You don't have to agree with with it all. You don't have to have an argument. But about that comes it. at the harsh expense of realizing that you are not the center of the universe, which is a, is really hard for some people to acknowledge. And that you are a very small, insignificant part of something very, 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 very big. <laughs> and that that uh, diminishing of of character is just the hardest healthy. thing for someone to cut as much as it is healthy yeah it is so hard to you're just not that important yeah, yeah. you're really not yeah like whenever you see someone acting up you want to just be like chill because yeah. you are not yeah as important and as you that think you are. but you know I, <sighs> see you know what, what what i was saying about when i was talking about um naughty boy and the brits and yeah. that and, and and the reason i used I was talking about when the, the 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 you are black in this world conversation is because that was when I was like eight. So we're talking over twenty years ago, which is see these that's that's to me that's why I stood out so much because I'm like Naughty Boy is an example of that conversation that that my mum and auntie had to have, have with me, and the conversation is because they're saying that you're going to have to work twice as hard to be recognised for the same things. 20 years ago, mm. I'm not the only one who had to, has to have that you are black conversation. If you are of the African diaspora and you're or in the Caribbean or African-American, you think you're not having to have that conversation? You think black parents don't have to tell their, their black children that? So that means that in 2016... The conversation, the conversation is still having to be had, right? Because, like, you can become even a pop star, and he's naughty, but it's dope from day. Yeah, you can become a pop star, but you're still going to have to do fucking three, four times as much. Yeah, you can't just rock up and do your thing. You have to get Beyonce, and you still. Do you know what <laughs> I'm saying? Yeah. So. And you're still not a given. Hello. So this is why, you know, it's like, for me, it's, it's I'm not even really, I, I have felt, I used to be very vocal on Twitter, right? And I calmed down. I calmed down because I felt like I, I felt like I was wasting my energy. Yeah. And I didn't want to be caught up in that hamster wheel that you get caught up in, especially the have to work twice as hard hamster wheel. Because that's what it is, it's a hamster wheel to nowhere. You don't really, you don't, you don't, you don't really get anything. You just get tired. You just get tired. You just get tired and black. You know what I'm saying? That's your reward at the end of it. Um, and that's real dangerous. And and so, and then being angry after a while, you know, this is energy, it sits within your body and then it starts to have these knock-on effects. You know what I'm saying? You got this, you got that. And then the other social, economic reasons, you, got, you know what I mean? And now it's, it's, you're sick and all of that stuff. So I... I started to think about um, I started to think about the narrative because it wasn't just that part of my life. It was like that. It was in other parts of my life too, in terms of my relationships with people. Why am I dating the same type of people? There's something going on about the narrative in my own mind, right? I'm the I'm the I'm the, I'm, I'm the one writing this book. Yeah. So when it came to race, I kind of really started to think about rather than think about having to. Uh, a fight against a system that is set up for this to be the reality because that's the way they benefit. Rather than fight that, I've got to figure out what it is about me 
that maybe makes, hold on a minute, maybe I'm fucking special. Imagine that. Imagine that's the reason for racism. What if I'm a fucking superhuman? <laughs> I'm saying no. I'm saying no. Like imagine I've never considered that, it. Imagine if that was the talk that you had. No, young speech to well. <laughs> there you go. We just wanted to let you know. You're superhuman. Yeah, I understand. That you are superhuman. Hello. And it's like X-Men. Like when they have that talk. The X-Men have, to, have to, to have that talk to, with they their They have to children. go to like a mutant school or whatever. This is, but it's like, it's real though. I have no, I have no I fucking idea. I don't even know. At the point when I started to think about it, I started to think I don't even really know what's the, you know, I know that I'm a melanated person. I don't even really know what melanin is. Truth be told, I didn't really know much about my history. I knew that there was a one small piece of, of, of that history that had to do with slavery, the one that get, keeps thrown up and stuff. But And then I started to look into it like, well, actually, slavery wasn't necessarily... What I never considered is that slavery was, you know, being a captured slave, I was essentially just a victim of war. It's just a war, and we, you know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not, <laughs> you get me, and, you know, you start to go into certain things, and you start, oh, shit, this is the Moors. Hold on, the Moors brought the Britain out of the uh, 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 dark age. Like, the shit starts opening, the information's available, and then, to me, that's what changes the narrative, because now I'm in a place of, like, when we're having this, this, this argument on, 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 which is something I would do on, like, Twitter or whatever about the list, the music we list... Now my narrative has changed so much that the only conversation that we need to be having and we're talking about and we're going to be having an argument and you're going to get me out of my zone, <laughs> yeah, is that we're talking about reparations or repatriation. Other than What's that, repatriation? I, well, oh, there's the, 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 the land, right? We came from a place. We came from a place that oh, okay. had... Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's about, I personally, uh, as... I would like to be able to make journey back to Africa and see, understand which part of it I came from and maybe be able to live there. And uh, Do you think that will ever happen, reparations? I don't know if reparations will happen, but I think it's more of a healthy conversation for me to be having as a black woman than your list because your list can't actually do shit for me. Keep your list, I'll take the building. I can do something with a building. <laughs> I can build with a building. And perhaps owed a building. I can fill that building with books. <laughs> with correct history. Inside. Hello? Do you think that as generations go past and yeah. the, uh, access to information just becomes so much easier and you get out your mm. phone, mm. someone says a, something to you and you just go, all right, well, cool. let me just check this real quick. And yeah, you check constantly, that. I do that constantly. Do you think that the conversation can even continue? So let's say at eight years old or whatever, when kids uh, have the um, rhetoric drummed into them, like uh, maybe from like racist parents or some shit. Right. If my mum told me something now, which was racist, yeah, I would probably get, uh, when I was eight, I'd probably get my phone out and be like, well, hang on a minute. Yeah. Like, do you, do you think that that's how it kind of will hopefully eventually eventually iron out yeah that's a good it's 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 it's, i like that you know information is 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 how we discover more and how you know like i was talking to someone the other day about um about my about kind of where you know where i am in my journey at the moment and things that happen and i was saying that like reading is what like 
saved my life. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's where, like, that's how, that's, that's, uh, to me, reading is everything. Like, it's, it's, you, you gotta be, if you're not reading, you, I don't understand how you're really discovering. It's not like you can afford to just go and buy what, a, 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 you know, be constantly flying to every country in the world and stuff and thing. You gotta read that shit somewhere. Um, and so, yeah, the fact that information is available, it's the speeding up of consciousness. I can get it right now. So perhaps that's a way, but at the same time, while you're getting there, I'll take the money. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm. Fair enough. I can't even really argue against that. Well, you have to change. Well, you have to t pick the next subject. Okay. You had me against the ropes that whole time. <laughs> I'm going to eventually... Just, you see, it's... it's um, I'm going to eventually become, like, the spokesperson for all white people, I feel like. That's how... I feel like I constantly... Not spar. I constantly yeah. have these conversations. Yeah, because you're a person that is, is willing to have the conversation. I hope that there's more. That's healthy. Yeah, of course. There's lots of white people that are willing to have the conversation. Yeah, I learned, The ones in my life. Yeah, I learn so much every single time. I'm like, oh, shit. I don't even fucking realise. And then perspective widens a little bit. Right. There's stuff that's layered in there that's like, you know, um, like, for example, the, 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 the Music Week editor, yeah, would probably say he's not racist. I bet any money in the world. He doesn't even know. You understand? He doesn't feel, I don't think he even feels he's racist. He's probably like, what? That's so sad. He's, he's, he, would be, he would describe himself as a white liberal. I bet. He's in a music business. He He'd probably say something like, we employ lots of black people Thank at Music you. Week. Do you understand? Yeah. So it's like, how, well, it's it's a bit of a redundant, it's a little bit redundant because like... Is, is what's worse? To not even know or to own it? Like... To me, that's pathetic to not even <laughs> know that you are racist. Like... <laughs> At least if you know you're racist and you stand up and it's like, you know what, you're a piece of shit and I don't agree, yeah. but at least you have the balls yeah. to stand up and I go, mean, you know America's what? I mean, America's a bit like that, which which uh, which people seem to appreciate about America because they're like that. Like, you switch on the news and they're like, they're just basically just giving it to you real. Do you know what I mean? What's the guy on, stand? like, Fox News or yeah. some shit? Um, and... Um, I mean, I mean, it's it's a well. How do you like your coffee? It's a bit like that, isn't it? Um, I'm not sure how I prefer my racism, but <laughs> um, and not really a preference. Just which one is worse? Like which? <laughs> I'm not asking which you prefer. Which I which I well, I mean, I think um, racism, 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 definitely is something that. That that um that I talk about a lot because I think it's really important. It's really important to it's really important to myself. And I think about like I know what it is. I know what it is to be a black woman, and I know what it is to be a young black girl. Do you know what I'm saying? And mm. and um and uh, I, I care enough for things to be different. And I'm I'm I'm. I'm really in a place of not wanting to, um, the fight that I had in me before is, it's, it's not really, it's not really, I wouldn't say it's not there. Um, because if there was, 
<laughs> if there if there was if it was popping off, I'm popping off. It's the type of person I am. But like, and when I say popping off, I mean like if, like when you know with Mark Duggan, when I when I when I saw images of people standing at the police station wanting to know questions, I went down there because that sounds like a good idea to me. Um, so it's it's but it's. I, I have to I have to heal myself. I have to take care of myself, um, and so I really I'm in a place where like it's hard to be in a place where you're talking about love and self love and all of these things when there is the reality of the world that we live in, and it's it's difficult because a, a lot of the time you can end up sounding really dismissive or sounding airy fairy like what the fuck you talking about self love and people out here being killed and. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so that's something that I'm, I'm struggling with at the moment. I just, I've just realised as well how this conversation took such a flip from where we started as well, yeah. talking about love and shit. Yeah. Now to like the complete opposite yeah. end of the spectrum. The listener's just going to be like, whoa, what the fuck? I know we went to, yeah. We, Whirlwind. <laughs> <laughs> zones. Zones. Because levels, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Your book that you were talking about. What book? The book I was... Yeah. Or the audio book? Yeah. Oh, I did get... Well, have you written a book? I've, I'm writing a cookbook. You're writing a cookbook? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm when? writing a cookbook. It's, it's, it's the same title as my album, Tantil Before I Breathe. Say um, that again. Tantil Before I Breathe. Tantil. Yeah. What's that? Uh, um, I'm just not going to say, really. Well, should I just Google it? You, yeah, you can. I'm gonna Google it right now okay, in front of you. Go ahead, cause yeah, you just reach on the phone. Like, where is my phone? I told you, information is ten. I don't even know how to. Speak. How you getting on? I can't spell it. So I see. Google does not have the answers to everything. You gotta know that. You gotta know the information first before you even get onto Google. Imagine that, yo. That's the levels right there, you know. You, Google, have to... you got to know what you're looking for. That's true. Tan Tau? Tan, tantalum? I don't know. I don't even know what I'm fucking looking for. There you go. That's life. The book is You Are Not So Smart by David McCraney. What's it helping you realise? You said that it's... It's, um... well, it's kind of just shitting up my whole existence that at present, to presently. But it's just a perspective, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. But I've built up... <laughs> I've built up a sense of identity. Off of other people's ex- perspectives. Isn't that weird? A mix, yeah, definitely. How you read a book and it's really just how one person sees the world. But you could take that for gospel, for a Bible or source. Yeah, but we do though, don't we? Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, we, we do it with our parents. It's very true. I remember I read an Osho book once. Mm. And it was the first time I'd ever read a book and went, I don't agree with that. Really? Yeah, he said a couple of things. He can't, he contradicts himself a lot. He does. Osho definitely does contradict himself a lot. And I was kind of just like, well, I don't agree with that at all. And it was the first time I ever had mm. read a book that I'd agree with. But then I, there were some glaring points where I was like, nah, you're chatting shit. Like, On some to, parts. Yeah, in some yeah, parts. Yeah, but you see, this is... This is the thing, yeah. That's when you realise that everyone that you kind of want to idolise or whatever is just a human being. Exactly. 
This is exactly my, the point I was going to make. I think it's really, you know, one of the things I've kind of realised being like in a, a public figure is that it's so easy and it's actually it's actually helpful to be a caricature of of yourself. Of yourself. Because if I say some something right now and you agree with me and then I say something next week and it's the kind of, it's an extreme, perhaps an extreme opposite of what I'd said. Yeah. Now you don't like me no more. You ain't gonna buy my shit anymore. I and guess. this all, you know what I mean? So you end up having like, you know, you end up having like artists and whatever and, 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 you know, what they're saying and what they're constantly saying is the same rhetoric. It's not really changing because that's the lane. And that's how people, and, and you know, the public are, are, are helping to usher that. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a marriage, but um, it's, not, it's not real. Like the fact that you're reading the Osho book and you're agreeing and then you're not agreeing and you're agreeing, that's the realest shit. Yeah, because we're hypocritical by nature because we change. That's just what I'm saying. You probably wrote that book, the start of the book, one year, finished it the next year and just completely... Yeah. I wasn't even changed. feeling what I, I'm feeling differently day to day. I'm feeling differently on this change of moons. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A new moon to a full moon. Oh shit, that whole thing flipped over. You know? It's hard to, um, it's a difficult thing to uh, understand or appreciate sometimes. Even in yourself. That 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 what that you were change were changing. Yeah, yeah, that you constantly adapt, and that you yeah. got things that you once wanted, you now longer no don't want at all. Yeah, the things that you've never wanted before, you yeah. suddenly have like a burning yeah. need for. I think that's one of the the, the the most confusing things, maybe. Yeah. Is there such thing as real art? I feel like that question's quite it's quite loaded. What do you mean? Why do you why why <laughs> Like you haven't given me any fucking loaded questions. <laughs> <laughs> You've been jabbing. Yeah, okay. Is is um is any art real? Is that no, what you said? Is is there such thing there, as real art? Is there such thing as real art? I mean Like you know how you someone I don't know what be... fake art is. You don't, you don't know what fake yeah, art is. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm struggling to think of what fake art is. What does that mean? Because everything already exists anyway. So if you create something, it's kind of already been created. So, is that if, fake? If it's dishonest, right? If it's dishonest, then I would say that it's fake art. If you believe art is some kind of expression of self, whatever. Well, then, then it's not about the art. It's about the person, isn't it? It's the person. They're the person doing it. Are they have a sense of alignment realism or are they just out here flippy floppy not you know <laughs> just flapping in the wind just flapping in the wind exactly and so therefore the things that they create would be you know they're the kind of bandwagon type so people. is that the answer to the question yeah is there such thing as real art no but there is such thing as a real artist yeah real artist real real a real person and the thing with real as well like it's one of those terms like you're real, you ain't real. Like you're happy, you ain't happy. Is it the similar thing? Mm. Real, is it dependent on the guidelines that we lay down or is there a universal yeah. real? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Is that. Um, 
I think, but it's the same. But to me, I have it's the same kind of it's the same concept. It's the same answer for me in the same way that happiness is about how you feel, and so therefore you're going to have to be in a place to be able to recognize your own feelings, which is not something that we're all constantly able to do. Some people don't do it for a long time in their life. Some people learn that easily. Um, and it's the same thing with like being real, I guess, and and not being real. It's are you doing things that you have a natural excitement for and desire to do? I think to me that's the difference between real and not real. How do you feel about like um, what's happening in the world? What's happening in the world? <laughs> oh, are you asking me that? How do I feel about what's happening in the world? <laughs> I didn't even realise that was a whole question. Didn't even make that it was just two separate thoughts that, put together. That is a loaded question. Yeah. What do you think about what's happening in the world? That's interesting because it was two different thoughts. What's like what are the things that you find yourself focused on the most? Um, myself a lot more recently. Yeah. Is that selfish? Is it selfish? Yeah, but I feel like selfish is a paradox. Right. Because for you to think I'm selfish, mm-hmm. I have to not be doing something that you expect me to do. Right. So I'm not playing by your rules, which then has to make you selfish, surely, because things aren't going your way. So it's like, right. that's how I feel. If I want to go to this shop and you want to go to that shop and you, I go, no, we're going to this one. You're like, you're so selfish. But hang on a minute. You want me to not go to where I want to go because we got to go where you want to go. That's how right. I feel about selfish. It's right. or, or just you, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's to, both selfish only exists if there's two people, like in the yeah. negative way. Yeah. Um, I don't think selfish is a bad thing because it has. It, it's it's been it's been programmed as a bad thing. Yeah, it's been. But then the, then you think about society and how can that be programmed as a bad thing when we're not really that community focused anyway like we're not that relationship driven like we're not that love driven we're not that relationship driven so it's like how did that even oh don't be selfish but don't love one another right right like take other people's feelings into account but you know don't take them into account yeah, as well. Absolutely. So it's like, what the fuck? We're just being twisted back and forth. Absolutely. And pillar to post and all of that shit. And just, I don't know. So no, I don't, I, I believe How that. are we sane? I don't know if we are. Yeah. To me, to me, I see insanity every single day when I see people in suits at the fucking crack of dawn, like on a tube, yeah. crammed in like sardines, yeah. paying half their day's wages or well two hours of their day's wages just to get to and from work to me that's insanity right um but then also i see the insanity in locking yourself in like a dark room and making music all day even right. though it's kind of a good insanity because at least it's productive if you know what i mean yes um which one makes you happy yeah <laughs> it's basically um i have an image of like um I used to work, I used to do a nine to five and um, I used to go to Victoria Station to go home. And a lot of the times, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. Um, and a lot of the time, you know, you know, sometimes the train was just mess up. Yeah, the trains. too many people. Too many people, exactly. And they, and they But you know, like in, in Victoria Station, they have the boards up with the train information. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so 
you get those occasions where every board is just like blank, blank. so no one knows where they're going. You understand? And um, everyone's free. Like they're, is that they're actually free? They're liberated because they don't know how to get home. So they're just like, oh this shit! This is what I'm saying. I have you to think it. for myself. You hit it. You hit it. It's so. It, it's 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 one of like. I'm looking at this and I'm looking at these people standing up, looking up at this board. The board ain't changing, you know. And they are standing there looking at this board because, like you said, now you got to decide what you want to do. People are forgetting that they have two feet that they even use to get there. And that there's buses. <laughs> I mean, at the worst, you've got two feet. Yeah. doesn't matter if it takes you four hours to walk home. You will get there. Eventually. You know what I'm saying? Have a little pilgrimage. But people, you know, and, and they're just like, I... I, I it's like it's like it's God or something. Like just I'm standing here waiting to be waiting for you to bless me on my head and tell me what to do. Wow, he just went deep. <laughs> 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 because it's so true. That's why I hate that shit. I fucking hate that shit. Like, oh, free will and like controlling shit. People don't. Know, people wouldn't know what to do with freedom. Oh, oh. Especially now. If I gave my mum freedom, she wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. She would still show up for work the next day. Yeah. Like, if I made a meal tomorrow and I gave it all to my mum, yeah. she would wake up at six o'clock in the morning, put on her nurse's outfit yeah. and go to work. Yeah. Does your mum love being a nurse, though, firstly? Because if she does, then why would she change? I think it's the best of a bad situation for okay. her. Okay. You kind of learn to love the job that you do. Okay. There's definitely positives in it. She gets to deal with old people all day who have incredible stories and shit. Right. Um... Yeah, so I feel like there's beauty in everything, and you right. can find a reason to stay anywhere. Well, yeah, I'm, I was just I was just checking because it's equally as dangerous to be like, well, now I'm going to change this just because I got some money. Oh yeah, of course. You know what I'm yeah, I just kind of use money as okay. a representation of freedom because that you don't have to play by the rules no more if you have money. I kind of see you can go fucking Vietnam or whatever. You can afford to. Mom can't afford to fly nowhere, mm. so. Like, just to say, you can go anywhere in the world that you want to go now. She'd yeah. probably be like, oh, see, fuck. I mean, I think the, the, the reason it wouldn't change anything is because that, that's not freedom. So nothing's really going to change because at the end of the day, now you've got money and now, you, now you've got just more of it. And now you have, now you're tied into figuring out where, what bank you're going to put it in, what kind of bank account it's going to be. Is it going to be in a high interest rate bank account? All right, well, it, these are very small sacrifices. Yeah, but I mean, this is, it's, it's, it's still work. It's still... Money still represents freedom yeah, to me. Yeah, um, well, I mean, I, 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 I feel like it's, it's, I don't know. I, I didn't ask to be put in this situation. I don't want money to represent freedom, but unfortunately to me it does. Okay. I know that if I don't have to pay rent or have to pay bills or work a nine yeah, to five. Yeah, but why have you not got, you still got pay. You're paying with the money. Yeah, but you ain't got to work for it. You haven't got to like so how, give how all much of money your time you're talking for Because a million ain't going to, you can't just live off a million pounds for, for me, the rest, for the rest of your off, life. I could live off a million for the rest of my life. Well, the average human earns a million pound in their lifetime. That's with two children. Yeah, I don't think a million's I don't think I don't think it's that high a number to be able to just be like I ain't Not gotta worry. I haven't got to worry about exactly I haven't got to worry about anything. You're gonna to have to invest that million to be able to make the type of money where you can not have to and then that becomes more of a issue because now you haven't what you've got to start a business and now you've got to look after a but business. But do you honestly believe that you couldn't if I just gave you a million pound now, that you couldn't see out the rest of your days and be happy? 
with a million pounds, no, no, I think that, that, that the only thing that, that money would be able to do would be in terms of my sense of freedom would be to pay for the ticket to the place, to the, to the, to the island that I spend my rest of my time and where money won't be of any use to me. And I'll be in a state of freedom because that's what freedom is to me. It's that kind of like, for me, freedom is like, you know, like that, that TV show, The Island. Yeah. Like, that's freedom to me. Yeah, it is. But that's because you have no money. Exactly. You just have to live off yourself. Exactly. I feel like comfortably I could take... Like, I mean, yeah. I'll take the money, you know, like I said, especially yeah. if it's a reparations, I'll take that reg in. But... That's what I should have said. I should have said, all right, yes. cool, if I give you a reparations, yes. what, you haven't got a little bit of freedom now? Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because, like, the rep conversation even about reparations, you'd have it's uh, man, we we'd have, we got to figure out how what do we do with it. There are co- literally countries that are working on 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 fighting for reparations, so there are plans in place. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it would be a thing of people would just be giving checks, um, and it's necessary. What do you think it will go into building like businesses and shit? I would, I I'd, I'd hope so. But would you want you wouldn't want that to be here? Um, because you have are, to pay tax, and then that means yeah, yeah, that... yeah. But there are people that there there are people that are here that that they don't might not want to go somewhere else. So, and considering that the the the, the country was pretty much built off of off of you know like after the after the Second World War, it was it was Caribbean people that that pretty much you understand. So why I don't see why we we should have to go somewhere else. I know it wasn't have to. It would be would you want to? I mean, are we would doing, you me personally? To? I told you I'm on island, mate. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. me. But I was asking if that would be the general consensus, or that should be. the I general don't know. Consensus. We have not had a meeting to discuss that as yet. Um, but when you do, when I when we do, you are definitely putting forth the argument. Let's not build no shit here. Let's take it back. Yeah, I mean that was what Marcus Garvey's, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, his philosophy was about that. And but then you know, there was the, not everybody wants to do that. And and you know, uh, I think for me, like, I, what I realized the other day is that I'm not going back to Jamaica. My family are from Jamaica. I'm not going back. I watched. Um, what did I watch the other day? I feel like it was called Gaycation or something. And it was, um, they were in Jamaica and they were, they were just filming about what it's like to be a uh, homosexual in Jamaica. Um, and as we, you know, as I know, I've, I've, I've experienced the harsh reality of, of um, um, homophobia in a place like Jamaica, but I realised I ain't never going back. Because I'm gay, I'm queer, excuse me, so I ain't going back. What, what's the and there's a lot of people who would feel the same way about a lot of places in Africa where it would be the same thing mm. um, so I understand why people have I understand why people have a why I don't really see because it's not it's the same for everybody if you're not cishet it's not the same it's a different experience why did you correct yourself when you said I'm gay and then went oh, I'm queer turn your mic around because that way, yeah, you go. I prefer the term queer um I feel like gay is really, it's really a heavy word, and it's it feels very oppressive. Because of the connotations, of, and because it's just used as like a slur and shit. 
because of all of the the the, 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 the pain that's in it and that that's in it that I can relate to. It just feels like that. Whereas queer feels like a more of a, it's even literally the lilt in the word feels like a more of a sense of uh, freedom and and it's like queer is like a bird. <laughs> you know, I'm queer and and I prefer that because words are power in it. They mean things and and so I don't and it's better. And a plus as well when it comes to when it comes if I say to somebody I'm gay, then they immediately get a sense of you're a woman who is dates women but actually that wouldn't describe my I'm 33 years old I wouldn't describe my sexual dating life accurately do you know what I mean uh, and perhaps not my future so I feel like queer is more open but it lets people understand that I am homosexual in some leaning uh so it's 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 less boxed in, I feel like. I respect that. I like your podcast, which is why I wanted to do it. I like yeah. it. Um, um I like I like the concept, I like uh, I like the way it's delivered, I like the way that you deliver it. Um, and how open a conversation is and how willing that you are, go, are able to go places, which is why I'm like, oh okay, I can have conversation with you. But at the same time, um you're gonna be doing this every week. So you can sit back with it. Um, I feel like for me, if I'm going to go on something and I'm going to make my opinions heard and, and then, OK, well, I might as well talk about these things that are like really most pressing to me because I'm, 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 it's, I'm not going to be doing this next week. True. So let me t- let me talk up the things. So what else is pressing? Now you put it like that. Come on. Fire away. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, um, race sexuality, love, these things I think about, spirituality I think about. We still haven't even spoke about music. What you want to talk about? I mean, what I'm learning to play the guitar right now myself. It's hard, so isn't I, it? Psh- you got blisters on your fingers. I got blisters on my fingers. My, I'm not sure my, <laughs> I know it's, mus- it's, it's training, it's muscle memory and that, but I don't know if like, I'm not sure if my hand is even large enough to do this. I have very small hands, but that doesn't mean anything. Um, that's why bar, co- bar chords for me are hard. They're like physically, right. physically right. hard. So I'm Googling, is it even possible if you have small hands? Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But apparently it is because kids can do it. So. Oh, that's a point. I never really thought have of that. No, no excuse. We're, being, we're just being pussies. Basically, yeah. Damn. See that narrative? I was holding on to it. Nah, yeah, it's gone. <laughs> because <laughs> kids can do it there's kids who play guitar same with piano and shit little fucking 11 year old kids who can play concert pianos yeah, and then I'll be here like well I can't even reach one octave yeah. I can that's an exaggeration but um, but yeah I'm like oh well, fucking hell bro I can't reach blah 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 no you can but um, why are you learning guitar? because I um, in about 2013 I started that year and felt like I didn't want to make music anymore. That's a shame. Yeah, I definitely felt like I didn't want to be, I knew I didn't want to be, I just didn't want to be a part of it. And I felt like I didn't want to make music anymore. Done with this thing. And I just started just, you know, doing different things. And um, I came out the end of that year going, oh no, I totally do want to make music. That was some chat shit. Standard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, there's something else about my experiences that I'm not enjoying. 
Um, but what happened with that was that when I was able to kind of, with music, let that sort of sit at the side for a second, I was able for other passions and interests to rise. Cooking. Cooking, exactly. Um, and so since then, I've been very conscious of 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 not suppressing myself um which is easy to do especially if you're in you feel like you're in a lane like this is me this is what I'm doing um and forgetting that like one of the one of the things that struck me with the food thing was that I realized no I'm super deep in this thing I'm not just like I like food like I know like I know what different, all different types of utensils do. I'm talking about ones that you don't find in an average home. Do you know what I mean? Because I'll be on websites looking at kitchen utensils. And you, and you know, that's the thing. You know, when you have a passion for something, like you're, you're a bit obsessed with it. Yeah, it's like the other day I found a synth guitar. Have you ever heard one of those? No, I have not heard of a synth guitar. It's basically like a synth, but just a guitar. So you play it like a guitar. But trust me, when I sh- if I show you this afterwards, I was like, I need to get one of these. Right. This shit's so fucking right. cool. But they're toys. Like, they're not actually musical instruments. Right. But, um, some people use them as instruments. Right. But it's just like, yeah, it's so weird, but carry on. Yeah, but I mean, that's... I mean, that's an example of... of, of your passion and, and, it, and, and your excitement. You're excited by it, mm. essentially. Um, and that was this other things that I wasn't given. I never gave, I never, I never really, I never thought about it. I never even considered that I probably know, I'm probably more well-versed in food than I am in music. That made you feel bad. That made me feel like I, 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 I it, what it made me realise was that I was, in, I, I felt kind of sad for a whole part of me that I never... I never embraced. And now you're embracing that. How does that feel? Um, I'm not even embracing that. I'm embracing all things because, like, once it's open, it's open. Now it's like, yeah, sure. I kind of have an interest in that. Maybe I have more of one. Let's go. Um, and that's a, that's a sense of freedom a little bit, I guess. It's definitely a sense of freedom. Do you wish it happened younger? I've struggled with that because I'm like 33 right now and there's a lot of things I didn't think about before that I think about now and things I think about like oh man I'm 33 I feel like I'm I'm worried that I haven't secured and been stabilizing my life enough and you know what I mean And, and so I get a bit I get a bit angsty. I do get a bit angsty sometimes about about my age, and that's something that happened when I think that's quite normal when I hit thirty. Really, I get, I got it when I turned twenty three, but I can't wait until I hit turn thirty and see really? how bad it gets then. I mean, I've, I've always... it's beautiful. I love my thirties. I could I wouldn't go back to my twenties for love or money. For real? What are you mad? All them fucking hormones? All the... listen, man. I'm <laughs> my oh. <laughs> I'm so relaxed. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> I'm so relaxed. My, I, um, and that's just me. I ain't saying that's the case for everybody, but I really, really love my 30s. I really love how I'm able to... I'm able to just 
chill out so much that I'm able to notice things. I notice things that are really important. I notice really, really small things that are really monumental and actually a reflection of something bigger, bigger life. And, oh, yeah, I totally just missed that. Um, uh, and that, that I feel like that was quite late for me, to be honest, because I feel like there's there's... When I speak to people who are like 24, 25, I know that I'm not, I was not like that when I was 24, 25. Um, and they have a sense of, especially when it comes to like sort of uh, spirituality and in terms of personal alignment. And I guess because of the information at hand, they're able to discover themselves perhaps earlier um, when you know, when I was younger, we did that for real, for real. I remember the internet being a thing, like coming out, like, you know what I mean? I'm of a generation that we called each other's houses. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we didn't even, I remember phones came out, like this is, not came out, but I remember back in the day, like my uncle that would have like the big dirty phone, like when I was super small, but, um, but yeah, there seems to be more available, which means they have, they're able to discover themselves um, it seems earlier, so I feel like I'm quite late, to be honest. But so, I guess I'm right on time, essentially. Yeah, you arrive when you're supposed to. Yeah, I understand. Um, I, I kind of feel, I'm like, oh, I wish I'd fucking learn how to play piano sooner. Yeah. Like, if I could go back and those times when I was in school getting kicked out and shit and doing fucking stupidness, why don't I just take all of that energy and just sit in the music room and learn how to play guitar and piano. By now, I'd be fucking able to do a bar chord. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you live and you learn and then you yeah, have kids yeah, and yeah. they don't make yeah, the same Yeah, you mistakes. get and then you just, for, you just forgive yourself for what you didn't do and what you didn't know and you didn't know how to do. And you start now. Yeah. I'm sorry, me. I didn't know what I was doing. Are you sorry? Yeah. All right. I come from a single parent home. Right, I, I got my my father wasn't really around, um, and it, I had I really struggled with that because my dad would be like, you know, he'd have friends that live locally and go to his friend's house. He'd go be to like, his friend's house. He would go to his friend's house that would like live up the road for me. Well, I've never met my dad, and he lives two streets away Damn, from my mum. homie. Literally, he showed me his like Facebook the other day, and like he posted have his you, location. How long have you known that he lives there? His, I don't know. My mum might have known okay. at the time, but yeah. How you feel about that? Family's a weird thing for me because I don't really feel anything at all, really. Like, obviously, I love my mum and that or whatever, but I don't know. I don't feel no obligation to family. Okay, I understand. For me, I don't think it's about your obligation to your father. I think it's about your obligation to yourself because if you have a whole part of you that you don't know and so therefore and you find out that your father lives very close to you that's gonna there's you, there's gonna there's something there there's not like if there was i would like i said i'm a forward person in it i would just holler and be like you're a bro. i honestly don't care like okay. that's not a part of me okay um and plus i'm like a very black and white person in a sense of like you can't just ghost for twenty three years, yeah, and then ex and then have that um, privilege. If you know what I mean? Like I've, the way I look at myself, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a nang person, and yeah. I feel like 
I feel like regardless of age or whatever, if he meets me, he's gonna learn something from me, or he's gonna be, he's gonna benefit from right. it. Would you, you know. benefit at all? Huh? Would you benefit? I don't think I would. Okay. Like, well, how would you know that if you don't know him? Yeah, true. I think ego-wise, you'd benefit. Like, but I'd go in there on arms house anyway. Like, I'd be like, you fucking. I'd yeah. probably start swinging or something. Yeah, because if something's there. No, because it's just like. Because you feel some type of way. Because you got to. If that situation arose where he actually reached out, yeah. I'd be angry because it's like, who yeah. do you think you are? Like, you can't just do that. Like, when I'm, I'm fucking figuring myself out and you think that, oh, okay, cool. Let me just try throw a spanner in the works. I'll just fight you. Like, <laughs> if you really think that it's if, fucking... If, 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 he, if he wanted to... If, if what? If he made an appearance in your life? And... Yeah, if he tried to, like, just be normal or whatever. Yeah. But, like I said, I would never reach out, so it wouldn't even come to that. But if you... No, if you just you know put yourself be the best in a situation. Thing, I, you know be the best, I feel like the best thing that your father could ever do for you is to reach into reach out to you into your life and, and give you the opportunity to do exactly what you're saying. Well, to fight him? I mean, if you fight, if that's what you're going to do, I, I'm not saying you would, but truthfully, I feel like that would be the best thing he could ever do to you. And even then he could just, and then if he, were, and then if he disappeared again, at least, at least that happened. If he said, link me, blah, 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 blah. Wouldn't even read wouldn't the go. message first. Really? Yeah. Like, I remember my mum said to me a couple years ago, she was like, has your dad got in contact with you by any chance? 21 years, yeah? And I'm yeah. like, that is the most random question that you yeah. would ever ask me. Just say whatever it is you yeah, want to say. So, yeah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, no. No. No, come on. Like, why? Do you know what? I was... I, I, I was I was like that for a lot of years in my life with my father, and he's somebody that's been in and out. You know what I mean? And so, I, it's you know it's it's a thing of. I remember when I was young, I would call him, and he would say, "Yeah, I'm gonna come see you this weekend," and I wouldn't see him for like six months, and then I try call him again, and after a while of that pattern, I kind of the the disappointment just was like, this is not even really worth it. I ain't, and then I started to become I ain't calling him. You know what I mean? And then he turned like, he's turned to get a bit older, and then it became a, I don't even need you. I don't, I don't actually need you in my life. And I remember being at a point when I was like, I remember being at a, a point where I believed that some people just don't have fathers, and that I'm one of those people. I don't have the experience of a father. I don't know what it is for my. I don't know what my my dad's favorite meal is. I don't know very small, seemingly like, unnecessarily thing. These sound yeah. These sound like unnecessary things. These sound like. It just yeah. I don't know. I mean, perhaps. I mean, it's really. It's it sounds foreign to me. That's all. Okay, I think. Um, I kind of like. What 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 I realized was that the big the 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 the, the milestone for me and in terms of my development was that I had to do the bravest thing, and that was reach out to him. And for a long time, that would never even like why the. Why the hell? My my dad would have my mum would remind me on my dad's birthday, like you know it's your dad's birthday next month, and every time I'd be like, I don't know why you're telling me that. 
like what do you want me to do with this information you know what i'm saying like, like he's missing but you understand so like, what do you really do you to, yo and it took a while for me to realize that i gotta hang out with this guy shall i interview him, my dad first time i ever meet him i think that would be amazing it would huh that would be amazing <laughs> And I die. Oh, oh! Wait, hey, um, I realized I, I had to. I had to reach out to him. I had to hang out with him because whatever I don't think I feel has affected me to the point where I don't think I even feel something that I should feel. Me, personally, mm. this is this this feeling is so compartmentalized that I'm not even aware I have it anymore. When I have to, I have to. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I have to be hurt. I have to be disappointed. I have to have a feeling of abandonment. So, I gotta reach out to him because I've gotta unlock all that. I've gotta get it all out. I've gotta unlock all that shit. Do you know what I'm saying? I can't be, you know, um, I can't have that as 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 my own burdens, and and then when I did, what I was what was able to happen was that I just realized he was just a guy, and that I started to understand his life and w w how he came to be the type of person that he is. I found out that he grew up in Jamaica, and when he was very young, maybe like, you know, the kind of six, seven ages. Uh, my gran, his mum, left England. He didn't know his, he, 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 excuse me. He left left Jamaica to come to England to, to set up a life. But she never told him what she was doing. She never explained. As a child, he never, he never okay. had a concept of what was happening. All he knew is that she's packing bags and she's going and she went for, ended up being gone for a hot minute. I never realised that as much as I have a sense of abandonment, the man's got the same thing. He's just doing to me what he knows to do. You know, this is the, this is the pattern. This is how, this is, this, is the, this is the cycle. This is what he knows. So unless I break it, I'm going to do the same thing. And I realised, oh my God, in so many parts of my life I've been doing that, I do the walk away. But if you had a child, would you have walked away? I don't know. But it because I think it's different because you're a woman. Be, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. But I know I do the walk away. I don't need to imagine things. I can tell you the, for real. I do it. I, but I've been doing that in relationships. We argue and I just walk out. I'm not addressing this shit. I'm just walking out. I'd rather be somewhere else. <laughs> I always, I've always felt like if I was to have a kid, even regardless of whatever happened with the mum, I would still be present for the sake of the mum because growing up, I saw what it was like for... I understand, but you have to realise that cycles are not necessarily always obvious, right? It's not just, just because that happened, just because somebody did this to me, I'm going to do the same thing exactly because it's too, and too nuanced for that, right? Things come out in different, different ways. So sometimes you're doing the same cycle... 
but just because it's slightly different, you don't even acknowledge that, oh shit, it's the same thing. Because you have to look at it from a different perspective and you have to break it down and back, back, back. And then you realise you get to a starting point and, oh, it's just actually fear. It might be coming out in two different ways because of different people, but... Yeah. And that's the work to that I had to do. And since I've done that, I can talk about my... I can talk about my father as though he's a human being for the first time in my life, not just this thing. It's not just a thing. He was a thing before. Yeah, like an idea. It's just a thing, the who, that guy... You know what I'm saying? He didn't like. He didn't really like. You know. Now he's now he's a he's junior. He's a he's a, he's 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 not. He's somebody that wasn't able to do the things for me that I needed. But now I'm aware of that. I'm able to do those things for myself now. It's okay. I can give myself a less of a sense of abandonment. My mum didn't abandon me. I can give myself less of that by checking in with myself. And if I get triggered of that, you know what I mean? Because have, we have these triggers and somebody's doing something to you that feels a bit similar to your abandonment issues. And like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I, can, I can check in now. Oh, that's what that is. Chill, 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 chill. It's all right. Well, the Kane and his dad episode of the podcast soon. I think that would be crazy dope. I'd be mad to even listen to. Like, could you imagine listening to that? Whoa. I always wanted to... I just to... feel like he'd do it, you know? Huh? I'd feel like he'd do it. I don't even know the guy. I feel like he'd do it. I, was, I wanted to do it with my mum. I wanted to interview my mum. Mm. Just because I, I don't feel like... I don't know about you and your situation, but as a single mum, you, you don't really get to know her as, like, a person before the child. Right. Like, my mum had me when she was 18. Mm. So I don't know who that 18-year-old... Was that's deep? Did she know who the eighteen-year-old was at eighteen? Probably not. Like so, it's like coming at the other end of that. Right. Do you ever get to go back and discover yourself, or are you just in this like temporary mother state? I don't know. It's just weird. I always think. Yeah, I think we spend a lot of times in in states. Yeah. It's just weird. Childlike states. Like it's actually a privilege to get to a certain age and and be able to stand up and say, you know what, I like I have. I don't know, it's, it's weird to say. Just I feel kind of responsible for not, for my mum not being able to do the things that she want to do. Yeah, to do, absolutely, you know I mean? yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. Wa- I always wanted to speak to her about yeah. that. But then I never have, so I figured, well, if I do ever speak about that, it would be fucking cool to document it. Yeah. Absolutely. All of the sacrifice. I've I've heard some, in, as, as now that I'm conscious of those things and... and when we have certain conversations and, and things are revealed and they're usually revealed quite flippantly as well. And cause now I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, yo, you did that or wow. Um, um, but yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think the podcast with your mom would be dope. I think the podcast with your dad, cause I'm in, I'm, I'm, I feel like there's some real, there would be some nitty gritty shit. Proper. Yeah, that's the that's the stuff writers want to write about, isn't it? Mad. Um, I think about it. Yeah, you already have shit. Well, yeah, but that t- yeah. Well, 
I'll get back to you on that. And yeah. when you need to come back and have this conversation, we can talk about your music as well. Like, what the fuck? We got a whole other side. Well, a whole yeah. other aspect. Listen, I don't want to talk about music. You can go on the, you can go on the, the World Wide Web, go and listen to it. Well, we can talk about the process. We can talk about yes. that type of stuff. Yes. Um, you know. Because there's another side to your genius as well. That, genius, that I yeah. I want to talk about. No, 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 See, there you go. That's what I want to talk no, about. No, 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 that no, shit no, right no. there. The head shake. Yeah. We're wrapping this one up because it's two hours and two minutes. and you Really, off, though? You are officially the longest episode that I've ever done. Seen. I'm honoured. Uh, I really <laughs> enjoyed speaking to you. And I've really enjoyed speaking to you as well. Thank you for coming through. You can follow speech at... Speech the bell on everything. S P double E C H D E B E double L E. Cookbook called Tantil Before I Breathe with the album Tantil Before I Breathe September. September. Um. And also, I'm an independent artist, so if anybody would like to help me, then just hit me up because oh, yeah. I am I'm open to help. And also, if you're a manager and you're listening to this, hey, then the position might be filled. But yeah. Hey. Holla! Come on, let's do it. Uh, hashtag S-Y-W-B-A-A at us both get involved in the conversation if you want to see me do a podcast with my dad holla <laughs> right or if you want to see me do one with my mum yeah. holla yeah um, but yeah safe innit